Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here's your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by socialmediaexaminer.com. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. I'm really excited about today's show. I'm going to be joined by Andrew Warner, and we'll explore how marketers can automate using Facebook Messenger chatbots. By the way, if you want to email me, simply email podcast at socialmediaexaminer.com. That comes right to my inbox. Now let's transition over to this week's brand new discovery. Helping you stay alive in a social jungle, here's this week's survival tip. This week I'm joined by Eric Fisher with a brand new discovery. What'd you find, Eric? I found a really cool update to an app I don't think we ever really fully mentioned on the show before. It's called Anchor. And though it's an audio product, this is all about video. Okay. So for those that might have heard what Anchor used to be, Describe what it was and what it has become, because I think some people, do you remember what it used to be? I do, yeah. It, originally, Anchor was all about audio specifically, and it was all about basically recording these mini or micro audio snippets and then going back and forth. It was like Twitter. It was like people. Twitter yeah. on audio, right? Yeah, it was like audio Twitter. That's a great way to put it. And so, but it, but the, the platform has matured, but one particular new feature that they have brought forth just in the past couple of weeks has been anchor videos. So what this does is it will let you either record audio from your phone, both kinds of phones, Android and uh, iOS, and and or upload audio, which is also a very cool feature to this. And then what it does is it will transcribe that audio and represent it visually with text on the screen. And then you can take that video and download it and use it as essentially podcast quote graphics. Is it similar to what Apple Clips does or is it different? Uh, actually, it's, it's really similar to what Apple Clips does, but you can go back in after the fact and fine tune it and correct it or uh, change the backgrounds, change the texts and font colors. Got so it. So it gives you, more, gives you more control. So give me an application so people understand how this would be used. Well, for example, people that are often listening to this very podcast find out about it on our Facebook page where we create text videos for uh, the podcast, trailer podcast trailer videos. And what we do is we don't use the anchor video, although we could try this. It will bring up the it, – it's like having the subtitles to a, a podcast snippet or an audio uh, snippet, a, a, a and they, quote. they come on the screen at the, they're timed perfectly to the voice. Is exactly. That the- yeah. And it even almost does that bouncing ball kind of feature. Like back in the day when the song lyrics would show up on the bottom of a TV screen or a movie, Got it. it highlights the exact, um, 
word that is being spoken as you hear it. Is it just showing you like the the text on a black backdrop or does it have a little more control than that? There's motion to it, like <laughs> like waves of not waves like audio waves, but waves of motion or different. I mean, you can choose different backgrounds, different. It's not so it's not just black background, white text. It's all different. Like you, in other words, if you've got a, a color scheme for your brand or your branding, you can apply that maybe not exactly, but very close to it. Interesting. So if you're a podcaster or you want to create some audio in a short little clip, you can go ahead and upload it or record the audio directly into the app and then output some sort of a cool video that you could use on the social channels. Is that what I hear you saying? Yeah, exactly. You'd be able to export this out, share it on Twitter, Facebook, even Instagram. Can you use it in Very stories? Cool. Is it, does it support vertical or is it square or what's the size? Uh, it's, it's square. So you could still upload that though to... Um, Instagram stories or Facebook stories. Interesting. So uh, where do we find this thing? So what you need to do is just go over to anchor.fm, and that's where you can download the apps for iOS and Android and log in and get started recording and creating audio videos. Awesome. Thank you so much, Eric, for that brand new find. You're welcome. I was recently at Social Media Marketing World, and I had a chance to connect with some of our best customers. A lot of them listen to our podcast, just like you do. Not everyone knows what I'm about to share with you. We do something special here at Social Media Examiner. The best of the best of the guests that you hear on the Social Media Marketing Podcast not only teach at our conference, but they're also part of our secret society called the Social Media Marketing Society. Each month, our top-tier guests who have been on my show are invited to train inside our society for an exclusive group of marketers who are just like you. The training is designed to help you go from being a passive consumer of content to a marketer who is in active learning mode. So if you're ready to make real progress with your marketing, you're a perfect fit for the Social Media Marketing Society. Join us by visiting smmarketingsociety.com. We've got a really big sale that is ending very soon, so don't delay. Again, visit smmarketingsociety.com and join today. And now for today's interview with Andrew Warner. To help simplify your social safari, here's this week's special guest. This week, I'm very excited to be joined by Andrew Warner. If you don't know who Andrew is, let me tell you a little bit about him. When he was younger, he built a company to $30 million in annual sales. And today, Andrew is the founder of Mixergy, a website and podcast focused on tech startups. And Andrew's newest venture is called Bot Academy, a site focused on chatbots. Andrew, welcome to the show. Oh, so good to be here. Well, I'm glad to have you. And today we're going to talk about some exciting stuff uh, Andrew and I are going to explore how chatbots bring marketing automation to Facebook Messenger. Andrew, before we get into this stuff, mm -hmm. um, how'd you get into chatbots? Because for people that know you, they might be kind of surprised that you're doing something with chatbots. So give us a little bit of backstory. You know, I moved to San Francisco a few years ago. And the cool thing about being in San Francisco is you live in the future. Like, Uber comes here before it goes to the rest of the country. I go to a friend's house just because our kids are friends. And he 
he tells me he works at Google. He gets VR goggles on me that I'm not supposed to have on. He gives me the full virtual reality experience. Like that's the kind of stuff that I experience here in San Francisco. And people told me over and over about chatbots. And I made a couple of angel investments in chatbot software companies, but I didn't really like use them at all until I had a problem. You know, like you, a big part of our business is growing our email list. You get someone to the site, you don't want them to disappear and never hear from you again, so you get them on your email list and you continue the dialogue and and you build a relationship with them and in time they buy. Like a lot of businesses, that's what we do. I'm sure many people who are listening to us do the same thing. But one day I started complaining to our team about how our open rates just weren't high. Our click rates were, were low. And we tried so many things. I'd like flew out to a company that would work with us on our content. I adjusted our funnel. I did all kinds of stuff. Nothing worked. And then I realized when I complained about it, I didn't complain about it by email to the team. I sent them Facebook Messenger messages. I sent them iMessage on my iPhone. We slacked with each other. We were chatting with each other using chat apps. And I realized, aha, we're not using email as a team anymore. When I chat with my wife, I'm not using email. Why is it that when I communicate with the people I love, the people I work with, I'm using chat apps. When I communicate with the people I want to have as customers, I'm communicating using email. That might be the problem. And so I started thinking about all these companies that I knew here in San Francisco, about the companies that I did some angel investment in, and I realized, hey, this is chat. Let's test it. And I tested it Michael, open rates went from like, what were we doing, 20, 30% open rates on email to suddenly 80 to 90% open rates. We do even over 95% on some messages. Open rates, click rates, where for email, it might be 5% for us. And I know that that's probably lower than yours. Um, But it's kind of normal. Meanwhile, when I go to Facebook Messenger to reach my audience, we're doing over 50% open rate. I mean, over 50% click rates. And, And here's the last part that really got me excited. I remember driving away from San Francisco one day to Napa to kind of get away from work for the day. Two different people called me on the drive. I told them I'm getting away from things. Call me tomorrow. They said, please show me how I, how you're reaching people on Facebook Messenger. And that's what made me realize there's something here. This is the future. Let's see if we can build a business here. Now, before you got involved with chatbots, well, and even currently, let's talk about what Mixergy is because some people in my yeah. community is not going to know anything about Mixergy. Why don't you tell everybody what you do over there? Mixergy is where, since 2008, I've been interviewing entrepreneurs about how they built their businesses. Specifically, I'm fascinated by software companies. How do they start out? Like the founders of Airbnb were listeners of Mixergy. I remember them emailing me saying, can we come on? I had them on when they when their business started to take off. It's that kind of software company that I'm fascinated by, the, the Silicon Valley type of companies. I get them on. I talk about how they built their businesses. I talk about their backgrounds. I talk about why it worked. Got it. Okay, so... Summary of the story is you have been running this podcast and website talking to tech entrepreneurs for the longest time. And then you had an aha moment about Mm -hmm. bots and you decided to get into it. Now, how far back was this? Are we talking like a few months ago or a year ago or how far back before you got the bot? Uh, Maybe a cup. (laughs) A couple of years ago. So really? the first company that I invested in was called Assist. And I want to be open about the investments that I made there. Right. It's called Assist. They were trying a bunch of different things. And the founder of Assist is uh, a friend of mine, Shane Mack, who partnered up with the guy who founded Geek Squad. And 
they were just really big on text. And one of the tests that they made was this chatbot. And at first it was working on, you know, SMS, text messages. Then Facebook, and these guys are so plugged in. When Facebook was thinking about chatbots, I remember them going to Facebook's offices and talking about how they could do it. And then finally, Mark Zuckerberg announces chatbots on stage. And I see this chatbot that he says, he goes, I love this chatbot. It's the 800 Flowers chatbot where you can, you know, chat with the company, buy and so on in chat. Mark Zuckerberg says, I love it. And I finally said, you know what? Why am I not paying more attention to what Shane and uh, and Robert Stevens were telling me? And that's where I started to get really lit up by it. Got it. So it's been a couple of years before Facebook even had a platform. Right. And from my recollection, I would say that the we're recording this in um, – in, in early September for publication in October of 2017. And I would say that 2017 really is the year when, when chatbots started blowing up. I would say prior to this, it wasn't super intuitive. I think that it was probably 2016 when, when that 1-800-Flowers example came around from my recollection. So, mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's kind of blowing up. So what I want to do throughout the rest of this dialogue is really get into um, kind of the business case and and how we can do a lot of marketing automation with chatbots. First question here is that, you know, you kind of mentioned some of this a little bit in your story in the beginning, but what can chatbots do? And more importantly, why should us marketers care? So there are a few different things that are really exciting about it. For us as marketers, if somebody wants... um, Let's, let's suppose you want to register for one of my webinars, for example. You're going to want a reminder, and not an email reminder, which may or may not get to you in time, but one that's immediate. So whenever we do a webinar, I say, press this button, and my chatbot will remind you on Facebook Messenger. That's instant. Their phone vibrates when it's time. They click a link, and they get to come directly into our webinar. That sense of immediacy can't be duplicated with email. The other thing is, whatever they do, just like with email, we tag So I ask my audience a question like, um, how big is your business? Or are you interested in buying this? Based on what they're doing, I'm tagging them so I'm aware of them. And I could change up the messages that follow up. So I'm not selling to someone who has no business and also told me before that they don't want to buy. Okay. So what I hear you saying is two different things here. Number one, you can do what a lot of email systems can do with tagging, right? So based on actions, you can apply tags to individuals. And there's also a instant way of communicating with people um, using chatbots. What else can you do with chatbots? Um, you can actually deliver the product within the app, within the app. So, for example, if somebody is interested in watching one of our videos or learning from us, they don't have to leave their chat experience. They don't have to leave Facebook Messenger. They just click a play button and they get to they get to play. You can sell within Facebook Messenger. So imagine in email, you have to click away, go on to another page. Facebook Messenger, you can just hit a button and buy it right there within Facebook Messenger really fast. Everything happens really quickly. And, um, and in a more personalized way. So for example, here's something else. So I've gotten to know Gary Vaynerchuk a little bit over the years since I've interviewed him a few times. When he emails me, I know it's him because he says, Hey, Andrew, when I get an email from Gary Vaynerchuk and it says, Hey, Adam, I realize, ah, that's, that's the one that's on my mail. I'm on his mailing list. When I signed up for his mailing list, even though I know him and I trust him with my email address and name, 
I filled out my email address and I said my name was Adam because I, I for some reason I just don't want to give companies my name. I want to know like what they're doing with it. With Facebook Messenger, you don't get that. It's just a person sees my offer. If they want to subscribe, they press a button. I immediately get their real name because Facebook verifies it and sends it to them. I know some information about them. Like I get to see their face. I get to click over to their to their Facebook page to learn a little bit more about them. What school did they go to? What city are they in? You really have a more personal connection with your with your readership, much more so than you get with email. You mentioned uh, that you can deliver content via Messenger or through Messenger via a chat bot. Let's talk about the different kinds of content because I don't think everybody knows what you know. Like, what can you actually deliver? Because most people, when they think of chat, they think of text. And you're saying that there's more to it than just text. Yeah, absolutely. I actually think that it's uh, that you should rely much less on text than you should on images and GIFs. Okay. So what we try to do is we send a short message with a little bit of text and an interesting image. And then we ask a question that they can answer by pressing a button. They don't have to type anything in. They don't have to do any homework. They just press a button that pulls in more information. As soon as they press a button, so for example, I might do, say something like, the other day I heard something really shocking. And I'd have a photo of myself looking shocked. Mm-hmm. And then underneath it I'd say, do you want to know what that shocking thing is? And a button that says yes. If they click yes, then I bring the next message. I say, Look at this building. It's about to be destroyed. Why is this building going to be destroyed? Well, the answer has to do with what's going to happen with your business. Can I tell you what it is? They press a button. They get the next message, right? So it's kind of interactive, but they don't have to put a lot of effort into it. And with each one of these button presses, with each one of these engagements from the user, they get another image from me, another GIF from me, maybe a short video from me. So all those little elements, I think, are much more interesting than just text. So we're talking about buttons, Right? They don't have to type. They could press a button to respond. We're talking about images. We're talking about GIFs. We're talking about short-form videos. If I need to deliver more content, like sometimes you want to send a report, a PDF can come up. And more and more uh, um, more and more file types are going to be available in chat. So do you happen to have any context of how long of a video you could reply with? Are we talking like 60 seconds, or is, is there any duration limit that you're aware of? It depends on on the context. So if I were going to teach something like, here's how you can send out a message using this uh, social media tool, how you can schedule with it, I might want to take a minute to do that. But if I want to teach something a little more in depth, then I'd go a little bit longer and it's fine to go longer. What I found though is that when people come to, to a chat app, like Facebook Messenger, they don't expect to watch videos. So we try to keep it really short. We see that the shorter the messages are, the the less we write, the more people stay engaged and keep clicking those buttons. I think, And I think it's important to explain to everyone listening right now that this is not a link to a video. This is not a link to a PDF. It's the actual video that you're delivering up or the actual yeah. PDF, right? So yeah. the entire um, conversation takes place within basically uh, messenger in the same way it might within email. Is that correct? Yeah. And I find that it's better to do that. Kind of like um, if you're click, if you're going through your Facebook feed and you see that somebody's got a video in there or they have a photo in there, you're going to watch it. You're going to look at it. But if they click out to another app to go see it or another website to go see it, to see the video, you're much less likely to click. And so what I try to do is keep the content within Facebook messenger. Perfect. Okay. So, there's lots of advantages that Andrew talked about with chatbots. I think perhaps the biggest one was understated and was said earlier in uh, your story, which is the open rate. 
yeah. and the click rates. I mean, it sounds to me as if, you know, if you have a large number of your audience that are using Messenger and you can somehow incentivize them to communicate with you over message, uh, messenger, messenger, the likelihood of them opening and clicking is going to be up, going up sub- substantially. I mean, that alone is probably the, the biggest, most important thing to most marketers, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about the tagging. Um, you know, because one of the things we're talking about today is marketing automation. And mm-hmm. you've kind of been laying the groundwork a little bit about what can be done with these messenger bots. But talk a little bit about tagging and just kind of lay out a little bit of how this is similar to the marketing automation sure. techniques that we may or may not be already familiar with. My belief is that everything that a customer does within your chatbot experience should be tagged. So if they are clicking on multiple messages, tag it to know that they've opened up the messages. If they told if you ask a question, and I think we should be asking questions often, like how big is your business? And they say zero to 10 employees, 10 to 100, et cetera. Tag that answer. Where they came from, like what's the source? Tag it. What they wanted when they arrived, tag it. And the reason for that is simple. Today, a lot of it is automated, but in but more and more, we're adding human beings into the element. So if, if into, the, into the chat experience. So for example, um, if, you come, if you come to my site because you heard me on Social Media Examiner's podcast, and at the end of this uh, interview, I can give people a link where they could do it, I'll tag you as having come from Social Media Examiner. If I ask you a couple of questions, I'll tag you based on the answers that you give me. A year from now, If you have a problem and you say, hey, I don't understand how I do this thing that you talked about, my person, a human being, will be able to respond to it. That human being will see all the tags with everything that you've done and know, ah, he came from Social Media Examiner. I understand the background. He came from the podcast that Andrew did with Michael. Understand the background. He clicked on all these different buttons. I understand who they are and I could give them, the, the person who's going to do tech support or customer support will be able to give them a much more um, personalized answer. And so the only way you could know that is if you tag everything, tag where they come from, tag what, they're, what they clicked on, tag what they've told you, save their answers to questions where you want them to type a response. Just tag it and save it and be able to respond to them with a human being when it's time and have that human being really well armed. Now, Andrew, for some people listening in the social space, this is a totally foreign concept, this whole idea of tagging, because, you know, Mm -hmm. most of the actions that happen on social are frankly anonymous. We don't know. Like Facebook just tells us the numbers in gross. They don't tell us the people. Um, So this is a pretty cool idea. But those of us that have uh, more sophisticated email automation systems like Drip, which is what we use, are familiar with this concept. And I think some of those people that are a little more sophisticated might be asking themselves, you know, this is fascinating. This is almost like these um, messenger chatbots are becoming like a CRM, a customer relationship management system, where we're storing all this information that we're collecting over the life of yeah. a customer. And the logical next question might be, is there a way to take that data and connect it to the email data or some other kind of CRM system so that these things all live in one central kind of place? I'm thinking about salespeople. I'm thinking about marketers. What's your thoughts on that? Is that coming? It is so coming. I'm not allowed to talk about it, but um, I've seen the, I know the people who make the software that we're all using to send out our messages. 
they're all working on this. I've been working with them on this. I'm telling that is coming. I would love to talk to you about it. But what I can say without getting into specifics is absolutely you will have within whatever email software you're using knowledge about what people have clicked on within your emails, but also what they clicked on within uh, Facebook Messenger. That integration is coming. You will be able to connect it all together. So um, the tool that I know that you are the angel, an angel investor in, why don't we go ahead and mention that other tool because I think it's important for people to know what that tool is. Um, ManyChat, uh, yep. which you also are an angel investor in, which you guys have heard me talk about on this show before. Um, a lot of questions that people have about tools like ManyChat is what part is Facebook doing and what part is ManyChat doing? Can you kind of help explain that? Yeah. You know what? Um, it turns out Facebook is doing a lot more of the work than we realize. So for example, if I want someone to join my chatbot, to subscribe to my chatbot, I might say, I've got this report. All you have to do is click this link. Mm-hmm. person clicks the link. They open up their Facebook Messenger chat app, or if they're on a desktop, it'll go into their Facebook account, their Facebook.com page, and open up a chat bubble. And then the and then my bot will say, can I send you the report right now, right here? They click yes, and there the PDF comes in, right? So they're clicking a link, they go to Facebook or Facebook.com or Facebook Messenger on their phone, and they get the PDF. That PDF is actually being served up by Facebook. It's not by ManyChat. Hmm. What ManyChat is doing, though, is tagging where they came from, that they got the PDF, that they downloaded it properly. What ManyChat is doing is allowing me then to say, everyone who got this PDF, I want to be able to send a follow-up message to. So for example, today, if someone at the end of this message, at the end of our interview, goes and subscribes to my chatbot, if I'm on with you a year from now, I'm going to want to say, hey, ManyChat, tell me all the people who subscribed to my chatbot the last time I was on Social Media Examiner, And now I want to send them a message and tell them I'm going to be on Social Media Examiner now again. Click this link to go subscribe to the Social Media Examiner podcast and listen. That's the kind of thing that that ManyChat will do for me. So it's almost like, I don't know if this is a great analogy or not, but it's almost like um, an email software, you know, is essentially kind of composing the message and actually deciding when the message goes out, but it's up to some other service like Gmail, you know, to actually send the message into the inbox. Is that kind of what I hear you saying? Yeah, exactly. So I guess one of the logical questions that I would think of next is, well, today Facebook (laughs) isn't charging for this delivery of this message. Tomorrow, what if they do? And I think it's it's a pretty good question. I mean, I'm imagining right now this is a free open API system, right, between ManyChat and Facebook. Um, what's your thoughts on that? I'm hoping they're going to charge. From the beginning, I was told internally that they want to charge, that they're trying to charge, that they plan to charge. It was an any day now thing for over a year, I think, that they're going to charge. I'm hoping they'll charge for this simple reason. Right now, I'm building up my mailing list because hardly anyone is doing this. People know about it. It's like the years you said, of chatbots, but hardly anyone is creating a chatbot. Hardly anyone is recruiting subscribers. Hardly anyone is learning what kind of messages work in chatbots and which ones don't. I'm learning all of this. I'm really hoping 
hoping that now that I've learned all this, that I've got my subscribers, that they start to charge, that means that people who come after me, who are slow pokes to this thing, they're going to have a barrier to entry that's huge, both prices that they're going to have to pay and they're going to have to learn everything that I have over time. It's, uh, it's going to be fantastic because it's going to reduce the competition, the competitive pressure on me. And not just on me, you've been talking about chatbots now longer than most people even knew that these things existed. Anyone who's listened to you and started creating a chatbot is getting experience, is getting to grow for free. Facebook is delivering their PDFs, their images, their videos. They're learning this process. They're accumulating their subscriber list. Anyone who's listened to you over, over the last few months knows that they're, they're going to have an advantage, that when Facebook starts to charge, it's going to reduce their competitors' uh, um, so, ability to So let to me ask you this. Do you think they're going to charge for the acquisition of the, uh, of the name, or do you think it's going to be for the transmission of the data? My sense is that they're going to charge, this is what I've heard for a bit, they're going to charge for promotional messages. So actually, I'd like to talk about this because this is really important. So many people who call themselves experts in this, it's new, and I don't know how many people think they're experts already. So many people who do make this one mistake, anyone who's listening needs to be aware of this. Facebook does not want you selling to people who are subscribed to your bot unless they've engaged with you within the last 24 hours. So if you are, for example, saying to yourself, hey, I've seen this Groupon thing. It's great. I'm going to send out a discount every single day to my audience, kind of like Groupon did, and people will buy. Yeah, they absolutely will buy. Your open rates will be high. Your click rates will be high. Your purchases will be high. You'll be able to run with this for a while. Facebook doesn't want it. At some point, they're going to catch on to you, and they're going to shut you down. They don't want that. So if you want to sell, Facebook wants you to sell. They want this to be a platform that you're going to use to build your business on. If you're going to sell, only sell to people who've interacted with your bot in recently. And I recently meaning less than the last 24 hours. And I'd, and I'd urge you guys to keep staying on top of when this is happening so that, I mean, on top of this, because my guess is Facebook might even change it to 12 hours. They don't want people being aggressive, pushy salespeople here. That is good for us. It's good for them. Yeah, I want to talk about this a little bit because I talked about this on my live show probably back in the earlier part of this year when Facebook released this data. And I think that what they're trying to do here is they're trying to, you know, mark, let's be honest, marketers ruin everything, right? Yeah. And if, if all of a sudden uh, Messenger becomes a marketing haven, that's going to be a problem. So there are certain uses, like, for example, flight data. Um, that is, you know, like, hey, your flight's been delayed. They want that kind of a use, right? Because it's transactional, important data. So, um, but if, if you've incentivized someone w to communicate with you and then like a month later you say, Hey, I'm having a sale right now. My understanding is some of that stuff is squeezing through, but eventually we know that the algorithms and the artificial intelligence that Facebook has at their disposal is exceptionally powerful. And it's just yeah. a question of when they block those messages in the same way they block newsfeed exposure for stuff that's promotional that's not paid for. So what's the strategy for us to be able to deliver up some goodness and then maybe have an ask within a reasonable period of time? Because this now gets into the automation side of this, right? So yeah. how can we automate and provide value so that we will be able to serve something up after having provided some value? You know what? Here's a technique that we've built internally that works for us. We call it the waitress technique. You ever go to a restaurant, have a good a good meal and then towards the end the waitress will come over to you and say can i show you the the dessert menu of course and you say sure and then you look at the dessert menu and you pick something and you eat or you say no i don't want it and you move on she doesn't come over and say hey so can i sell you some dessert right now right <laughs> we need to do the same thing in facebook messenger what we want to do is ask a question that draws them to look at what we have to sell so 
one of the examples that we use when we teach this is um, an entrepreneur who sells running shoes that are like open-toed running shoes. Go figure. This is a thing. Um, and uh, actually, they're sandaled. I shouldn't say open-toed running shoes. That would be a little weird. Sandal running shoes, which is still a little different. And it's interesting. He makes them. He creates them. He sells them. He doesn't want to come into Facebook Messenger, and he shouldn't come into Facebook Messenger and say, hey, everyone, I made it. Do you want to buy? Can I give you a discount of 10%? Can I give you a discount of 20%? What's better for him to do is to say, you know what? I've just made this new type of running sandal. It rolls up really beautifully. It allows you to run faster, but also keeps you from, uh, from keeps your foot from being weighed down. Can I tell you about it when it goes on sale? Or, can I tell, or would you be interested in buying something like this? If they say yes, then the next day I might come back and say, you know what, this thing that you said you were interested in, we have for sale. But I might even ask a second question beforehand, something like, would you be interested in running sandals or are these too weird for you? If they say, yes, I'm interested or too weird, I want to tag them, of course. Anyone who says too weird, I'm not going to sell to. Anyone who says, yes, I'm interested, I come back to within a few hours and say, well, here's what we have to offer. But you want to ask them a question that leads to you telling them what you have to offer. Let's back up for a second and talk about how we actually get people into our, what I'm going to call a bot funnel. Um, yeah. How do we actually, you've kind of a, you kind of threw out a couple of ways there kind of in passing that people might not have captured. So yep. how can we actually get people from, you know, either being on Facebook and just interacting with us on our page or visiting to our, our website to actually starting the process of getting into uh, quote unquote, the bot funnel. Okay. Um, one thing I'd suggest is that you have something to give somebody who subscribes, something you could give them immediately. So let's suppose it's, um, uh, um, let's take our example of the person who's running, the, who's creating these running sandals. What he might do is say, I have a report about how reducing the weight of your shoes will increase your speed and reduce your backache. Or better yet, how about, are you interested in learning how to reduce your speed and decrease your back aches. I've got a free report, right? Even better. I like the way you did that on I'm the fly. I'm a copywriter, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to like come up with these examples on the fly and it's struggle. I like yeah. that you came up with it so fast. Right. So they click on that, right? Maybe you even show the picture of it right. on, on, on Facebook or on Instagram. And you have a link on Facebook. When they click the link, it automatically opens up Facebook Messenger for them. As soon as Facebook Messenger, if they have it on their phone, opens up or Facebook on their website if they're on a desktop, as soon as that opens up, your chat bot shows a picture of the report again and says, can I give you the report right in here and use this chat window to stay in touch with you? Person clicks a button within there saying, yes, I do want it. And then you give them the PDF, that report right there in Facebook Messenger. And now your software knows every day or every week or every few days to come back to them and teach them a little bit more and tell them more about how they should be running, about back pain, about why lighter shoes are actually better. And over time, you sell, not a hard sell, but a soft sell because that's the medium, right? So that's one way to get someone in, a simple link that opens up their Facebook Messenger and brings up your account and your bot and asks for permission to subscribe. Another way- No, wait, hold on a second. Now, while I'm listening to you, a couple thoughts come to mind. First of all, we could put some money behind this and it could be an ad targeted to our fans or to people that are into running. Um, another thing that we could do, I would imagine, is um, on our uh, call to action on our Facebook page, we could use our header graphic to advertise this thing and maybe that call to action button will link directly to some sort of uh, activity that will pop up in the messenger. Um, as a matter of fact, isn't there even a way that someone can chat into a post with a keyword to trigger the same thing? 
Yes, right. So if you have a Facebook page for your business, and everyone listening here should have one, right? You can put up a post with an image of the of this guide and say, anyone who if you want this guide, just comment and I'll send it to you via Facebook Messenger, right? So if and the bot is actually watching for the comments, is that right? Yeah. The bot watches it and sends it out instant instantly. You have to tell people that the bot will respond, right? The messaging in your Facebook page post has to say it. But as soon as they chat, they immediately will get the the PDF in um, in Facebook Messenger. Okay, cool. So we've been talking about how to use Facebook to get people inbound into the Messenger automation thingy. You were about to talk about another way. Um, the website? One other way is... Uh, what, is a landing page. Yeah. So what's worked for us is if somebody comes to one of my webinars, I want to remind them. And so as I've said earlier, when they register, part of our registration process is is a request. Can I remind you about the webinar via Facebook Messenger? We get high click through rates on that. About 75% of people who come to our webinars or who register for our webinar will press the button asking to be reminded. That's huge for something brand new, right? You tell people about Snapchat, you're not going to get 75% of the people who hear about it to go and create an account or, 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 or follow you on Snapchat, right? So that's another way to put it on a landing page to make it part of your offering for people. And now, finally, wait, now hold on a second. Uh-huh. I want to talk about that for a little bit. Um, I've seen on your site and on other sites when I go to this landing page, and landing page could be frankly any page really on your website. Um, I've seen my picture show up, and in some sort of a little pop up. Can you kind of describe what this what this looks like with words so people understand how frictionless it is? Because it's pretty. Oh powerful. yeah, yeah. We've been testing this on Mixergy. Um, Mixergy is the podcast that I mentioned earlier where I interview entrepreneurs about how they built their businesses. My audience is people who are entrepreneurial, who want to learn about cutting-edge stuff. So I have this little box slide in after they've been on my site for a while that says, can I show you this cool new thing I've been working on on Facebook? There's a button where they say, yeah, show me the cool thing. And underneath it, everyone sees their face. So you saw your face, their name, right? So that they feel trust and identity with this box, right? And, All it's, to do and is it is pr- instant. We're talking like no entry of any information at all, right? I mean, like nope. they just press a button and they're good to go. They don't have to remember their Facebook name or their Facebook URL or their email address, nothing. They press a button, that's it. They go to my bot and my bot takes over from there and, I, and they're subscribed. I was blown away when I first experienced this because first of all, it is kind of cool to see that your face and your name are right there and all you have to do is just bring your little mouse right over and click that little alluring little offer. And that's it. Because if we think about the normal process of how we opt into things, we have to fill out a form, you know, and that's a couple of extra steps and hit a submit button. In this case, it's one button. Do you find that people uh, opt in via this method at a pretty high rate compared to alternatives like opting in via email? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's just so easy to do it. And so the fear is, and I could hear like some people listening to us already bring up this issue. Well, then isn't isn't this going to mean that we're all going to get spammed in Facebook Messenger, this place where we're used to talking to our friends? Isn't this going to mean too many messages? Well, one thing that Facebook has done is made it really easy to unsubscribe. You know, I tried to unsubscribe from a travel site, one of the famous sites. 
I clicked the unsubscribe link in their email, which I couldn't find because it was white on white background pretty much or like light gray that's basically white. I clicked it and then after I followed some other steps, they said, in 10 days, we're going to unsubscribe you. I thought, 10 days? I couldn't what? believe it. I posted it on, on Facebook and people said, yeah, this is kind of weird how some of these companies operate. We're talking about some like venerable companies operate with 10-day unsubscribes. Facebook doesn't put up with that. With Facebook Messenger, I could easily cancel any any subscription that I have. I don't have to tell the bot that I want to cancel. Facebook Messenger makes it easy. I just tap it, I hit the manage in there, and I could either stop getting messages from them or frankly report them. And if I report them, then then uh, if they get enough reports, then they're going to stop uh, being able to access Facebook Can't you just Messenger type in and stop? access people on Facebook. Can't you just type in stop on most of these bots too? And in many of these bots, you absolutely could. Yeah. And so they're... But, that is the bot's responsibility at that point to stop it. And you're right that the word stop needs to work for every bot. But the fact that you can just go into manage and report them, that you can cancel there, that you can mute people, right, hmm. means that the power is completely in the user's hands. And it means that the, the burden is on us as social media mavens, as people who are marketers, to figure out how to make it so interesting that they don't stop, that they actually want to share it with their friends. Uh, bot Academy is a site that uh, you run that uh, helps people understand bots and also helps train people on mm -hmm. how to become bot consultants. And I think that you have one of the best sequences that I've ever seen, uh, especially when Bot Academy uh, w was you know, going through its promotional cycle. Um, people, if you could spend a minute just sharing kind of some of the sequence, like once you get them in and you've offered them something for free, there's there is a kind of sequence that you talk about and that you use uh, over a period of days. Can you just at least give a little tease as to how we could, as marketers, set up a sequence of things over a period of days to kind of, if you will, build trust yeah. between the bot and the human? <laughs> yeah. The first thing that I would do is I would, I would first have a picture like a human being or make it as personal as possible. So on mine, you see a picture of me. I just took it on my phone. I say, hi, can I give you this thing I promised you? And soften a picture of me. I vary it depending on where they came from. And I say, can I, can I give you this thing I promised you? And I'm very clear about what I promised them. And use this chat window to stay in touch with you. So I explicitly get their permission to stay in touch. I don't think Facebook requires it, but I still want that. I want them to say, yes, I'm bought into this thing. I agree to get it. As soon as they do that, I give them the thing I, that I promised and what we've been playing with as ex and experimenting with that's worked well for us is we tell them tomorrow I will and then we tell them what's coming up tomorrow. Mm. That little bit of, hey, it's quick, it's easy, now I'm going to get out of your life, but I promise tomorrow I'll be back in this way, leaves us the ability to come back tomorrow and live up to our commitment and come back with another message that's useful. And what we found is that – if you set up expectations and teach people the platform, they're much more engaged in it. So you can't assume that people know that they're going to hear from you tomorrow. You can't assume that they know that Facebook will alert them. So we try to teach them and train them about what's coming up as we give them what, we, what we're promising to give them. And by the way, the, the content – sorry to interrupt, but the, I saw you were about to talk. The content that's really helpful, and I, I want to emphasize this for everyone who's listening, is how-to content. So if you're going to drip content, teach as much as possible. Find what your where is your audience right now? Where do they want to go? And what are the steps to get them there? And each one of those steps is another day's worth of messages. That's that's the ideal. How often should we be communicating 
that's probably a question a lot of people are wondering. What is there? Is there ever too much, or is there too little? We've been experimenting with it. Um, I think it obviously the answer is it varies. Pick software that gives you data that shows you what open rates are, and if you find that your open rates are starting to drop down, then it means that you need to like not send as many messages and make them more interesting. What I found is. The first message obviously should come in instantly. The second one, I believe, needs to come in the next day. They will forget. If you come back a week later, they'll forget that they even subscribed, and it'll feel like spam. Mm. So the next one should come the next day. After that, I would try to pace it at no more frequently than one a day. And I know people have gotten better results when or more open rates and more click rates, but I think it's a little annoying to have more than one a day. So no more frequently than one a day. And no uh, more infrequently than one a week. So somewhere between one a day and one a week, you should be coming back. Awesome. Andrew Warner, uh, why don't you tell everybody where they can discover more about you and all the awesome stuff you've got going on. And thank you so much for kind of opening our eyes to what we can do with chatbots. Well, you know what? I think the best way to really experience this is to try our chatbot. You'll see how it works. My chatbot will teach you specifically what these chatbots are. And I think everyone who's listening to us should have a chatbot. Um, So I've got a URL where they can go see my chatbot, where they can learn more about how to create it. It's completely free. Go to botacademy.com slash SME social media examiner, botacademy.com slash SME. And I would imagine it doesn't matter whether it's uppercase or lowercase. Doesn't matter. Awesome. Andrew Warner, thank you so much for coming on the show and helping us understand chatbots and what they're all about. I'm a strong believer that this is going to be a really big deal, folks, and it's definitely not too late to get started. Thank you again, Andrew. Thanks for having me on. Well, I hope you found a lot of value in today's interview. If we mentioned anything that you missed, simply visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash 272. That'll get you to the show notes. Hit subscribe on your podcast app and never miss a future episode of this show. This brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you in the driver's seat next week. I hope you make the absolute best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.